What's going on? What's going on? It's your boy Ace Metaphor, and this is another episode of the Ace of Hearts podcast, or whatever we are deciding to call this thing. Um, I got another um, great conversation lined up for you guys. So listen, what I need you to do is I'm going to post um, the question. It is, do men give too much access while single and while dating? Comment below. So I want everybody to answer that question right away. Um, I got Brandon Alexander Williams with me. Um, so if you can, in 20 seconds or less, tell my audience about yourself. What's good, y'all? I'm a, a poet, MC, and author, and former professor at the But uh, me and Ace go back, man, uh, to the spoken word scene, the Midwest spoken word scene. Um, but I'm a, um, you know, married uh, father with children, and uh, I'm just happy, man, living life. Hey, man, that's where it's set, man. That's where it's set. How how has before we get into that? How has having children changed? Like, what what was life before children like, and what is life after children for a father like? So before children, like you got free time, and like your time is unassigned. You have a bunch of like yeah. time that's just unassigned, and then when you have children. You have to literally make time and carve out time for things that you want to do, um, especially things that you want to do with your wife and with your, you know what I'm saying, um, with the children, too. And yeah. then you start to understand that, like, private time and me time is sectioned off for everybody, in addition to private time for self. And so that's yeah. the hard juggle. It's like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You got to figure out yeah, time yeah. for you. She got to figure out time for her. Then y'all got to figure out time together. Then one on one time with the, with the, with the seed, you know what I'm saying? Two yes, on sir, one yes, time sir. with the seed, <laughs> and then uh, independent time. All right, so listen, before we get started, there's a lot of people confused about what we mean when we say access. So, do men give too much access when single and while dating? So, yeah. what, what, what do you mean? Man, we so ask like, this question. So, it's like, when we talk about access, we talk about like as I um, this the the last relationship that I got into um, prior to engagement, I took a um, I took a, a, a inventory, if you will, of just um, exes or just old flames, if you will, and I'm like, okay, or even friendships that were inappropriate, and I said, okay, mm -hmm. what? Um, who doesn't get to go into the next step of my life to have access yeah. to access at the least could be having your phone number or being able to contact you or text you because prime example and some people don't mean harm other people do sometimes right you know yeah. hey somebody you know you got somebody significant other your birthday come they tell you happy birthday on your instagram uh-oh and then happy birthday on your twitter uh-oh your facebook uh-oh. And they want to text you happy birthday. Uh-oh. At 10 p.m. Like, wait a second. This is after hours. But peep <laughs> this, though. But peep this. It's even giving you access for me to check you until you don't hit me at that time. Woo! Because I give there you privilege is. to, like, you get a privileged specific phone call. And it's like, mm -mm. so anyone who doesn't understand, right, uh, who might have just been a friend. You feel me? Like a friend and nothing ever happened, right? But also, it's like, to keep it real, bro, like, when we were single, it was women that we might have, like, introduced ourselves to or became acquainted with simply because we was attracted to them. We may not yeah. have pursued them um, for whatever reason or we decided not to, but because that was the initial thing, I had to get rid of 
You know what I'm saying? I had to get rid of those um those ties and that access because sometimes, like you know, a lot of times you can have women friends who are like doing wifely type stuff for you that's non-sexual. You know what I'm saying? Like just yeah. and, and looking out, uh, overlooking out. That's what I call it. Overlooking out. Of course, when we're single, we appreciate it. We're like, oh dang, shorty couldn't feel shorty. You know what I'm saying? Showed up. She did my booking information, da, 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 da. and I appreciate that. But it's like, yo, once you have a wife now, once you have somebody you're committed to, it's like there's no space for yeah. multiple sisters to do that. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like when I took that inventory, I'm just like, dang, I regret all of the arbitrary um, friendships and relationships yeah. that I made along the way because now it's like. But you got to do that. You got to cut that. Yeah. If not, then you're welcoming access to your marriage, to your friends, and to them. And it's like, why would they not think it's okay to, you know what I'm saying, to step in the boundaries they were in? Because, of course, they'll say, all right, no brainer. I know I can't, you know what I'm saying, give you a kiss on the cheek, a friendly kiss on the cheek and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But even some women don't even know that. So it's like, yeah. nah, it's, what's up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you got to do this with all the other, you got to, like I said, you got to take inventory and find out who else did I get access to? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, in what areas? And and it's it's deadly for men because we're taught, I, I was listening to the episode, uh, I forgot the brother's name, uh, forgive me, but uh, Aaron. He, yeah, um, he was talking about like, just basically as men, how we're groomed to go after women. And the thing is like, to uh, use the metaphor for hunting, like, no one expects to be like beaten up by a deer for a buck when they're hunting. Yeah. But you can. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't. You're in dangerous territory. Yes. So you as a man are endangering yourself by giving so much access to yourself simply because you're trying to hunt or because somebody told you you got to chase, you got to do all this, da 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 da. And you putting yourself in potential harm's way. I had a conversation with my friend, one of my close friends, and I was joking around. I said, bro, you know what? I said, if there was a group of women called like the Heartbreak Avengers that like just lured men into like <laughs> hotel rooms or houses and killed them, I was like, <laughs> I said, niggas would die. He was like, right, they would. He said, bro, niggas would die for a fact. I was like, that's a shame. Like, why? And then it ain't got to be no, hey, if you come here, I'm going to give you something. It's just like, hey, let me invite you. Like, we were so trusting because of men, like I say, our goal when we was on bullshit when we was being fuck boys, we was going, you know what I'm saying? We were out here trying to hunt, not thinking about the danger. Yeah. And, and and we don't think about it. And of course, you know, you hear cautionary tales like this dude, like, oh, I met this girl and she was crazy. It's like, no, but what if you meet a woman that like would cut your throat? Yeah. You you're putting yourself in risk of that, period. And so when I did that inventory, I was like, dang, I've been out here. Like, and so <laughs> I started looking at access differently, like, because also. When you when you give bound when you uh, set boundaries, you give privileged access to your homies that's on the inner circle. You feel me? Like it's certain people that might be your contact that I would never give it to without contacting you first, or like without contacting your your management. You know what I'm saying? Like because I'm like me and Tony go back to me crashing on his couch after poetry emotion. Like that's my man's, and it's a it's a boundary line. And I know you famous now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm not gonna just be like. Oh, hey, I know you know Tony. I know him too. I don't care. Yeah. Listen, I don't care if this your cousin. I don't know your cousin. I know you. So I wouldn't even give your cousin access to you. You feel me? Because it yeah. could not be. <laughs> and so. Hey, go. Yeah. 
going back to your point, I want to want you to elaborate on this before we go further. When you were saying that that analogy was so I have never really heard somebody dissect it that way. But you're right. When you're hunting, you're not thinking that, okay, this deer can actually uh, mess you up, too. When they do, hey, let a deer do one of these to you. Like it's 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 bad, right? So, yeah. Um, I remember we was having a conversation one time, and you was like, um, one of the things that we as men sometimes need to work on or be more noticeable about is how offensively minded we are. Like we play offense so much when it comes to approaching women, going after women, that our defense doesn't get any work. So now, when it's time to reject a woman's advances towards us, because we have a a lady or whatever, because we haven't been in constant practice of denying access when we were single, it makes it hard because we don't know. How, like all we had was a strong offensive game. Like we don't know how to duck and dodge. So my question to you is, A, can you elaborate on that point? And then B, what are some things that men can do to, to be more defensive when it comes to dating um, and, and restricting access to people that don't need it? And the truth of the matter is that, man, men can take a page out of the book of, like, the stuff that Steve Harvey is trying to teach women. You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you preaching to the choir? You know? It's like, oh, well, men don't act right, so here's how to circumvent him not acting right. It's like, she's not the problem. You feel me? So I would say, like, honestly, like, really on some textbook, like, saving yourself in a marriage type stuff, bro. Like, but I I guess to answer your question, to give, like, practical answers, like, uh, I would say, like, I got a poem called Dear Brother. And at the mm-hmm. end, I say, um, learn to limit your access. Like, no, you can't come to my house. I don't know where you at yet. Like, let's start there. Like, like yeah. that's a huge access point because also, once again, when hunting, it's like, well, if I can if I can get from a public space to a private space, then my chances of hunting are stronger. So it's like, that's the point in which danger is in there. So it's like, let's, like, Think about uh, uh, mock some of the same boundaries that we were given when we ran into systems. Like, no, nah, you can't yeah. come up my crib until I know you for a certain amount of time. But I'm even yeah. willing to say, like, like uh, now we go meet in public spaces. Like, you feel me? Like, I would do something like that. Like, and be like, yo, we can't, we're going to meet in public spaces until, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We six months or something. And somebody's yeah. like, oh, that's extreme. And it's like, that's what it is. But also, sisters are so used to dudes having weak defense. That they may get offended by that. Like, mm. what you mean? He talking about some I can't I can't come by his house until we six months in because it looked like BS. Because also dudes are poor. I'm not gonna bring you around because I want you to my friends, because that's gonna give away. Yep, the yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? And we gotta own that. We gotta own that too, that PTSD is out there. So it kind of feeds into each other, like because to your point, to be honest with you, and ladies, I want you to comment below if you agree. Um I, you know what? We was talking about this on Instagram one day, so I ain't gonna get too far into it and off subject. But if a man, if a sisters, if a, if a man was approaching you, right, and you were talking to this man, and let's say six months go by and he hasn't made a sexual advance towards you, or he hasn't invited you to his living space, right? Um, would you feel like something else is going on? just based off of those different facts. So I want you guys to put that in the comments section below and I'll read your comments after asking um, Brandon this question. So here's the thing then, when it comes to access, what's the danger of not limiting your access? 
the danger, um, several dangers. Um, the danger of not limiting your access, uh, the first, the, the most, I think, detrimental dangers are um, you emotional exposure, right? Mm. Um, so it's like you may, uh, and, I, and I'm only speaking from my past, you feel me, right? So so being a, identifying as a former, um, as a reformed, right, fuckboy, when you um, limit your access, because you go in with one thing in mind, but you're exchanging so many different things. You're exchanging spirits, you're exchanging um, emotions um, and all of that. And so you risk uh, emotional endangerment, you risk physical endangerment, um, and you risk like uh, things that you have to unpack in therapy later. You know what I'm saying? I've been in therapy for the past four years, willingly, you know what I'm saying? And so it's a, it's a, it's a stronger effect, I believe, because a lot of times when people go to therapy, it's like they're told to go or they're made to go. So the first like three months in, they're unpacking the fact that they didn't want to go. And it's like uh, one of my favorite MCs uh, would just talk casually about going to therapy. And so it made me interested about it. And so I started going and I encouraged every single, I think every single person would benefit from having a therapist. And then every couple would, have, would benefit from having a separate one, just because yeah. you're able to see yourself. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I think the dangers for sure is like heavy emotional, uh, um, different types of ties, man, that, that you have to untie um and, and you know soul ties if you will like all of that it's, it's it's dangerous that later on excuse me you can't let go you feel like you can't shake something or you feel like something's come over you spirits jump bro that yeah. spirit of neediness a jump on you that spirit of you know said uh and then once again we also as you and your brother was talking about on, on, on the podcast uh there's things you need to unpack individually that you don't yeah. need to drag someone else through in a relationship and so it's like you know Ultimately, I, I believe that you, like you're not ready to. Brothers ain't ready to, but that ain't that ain't what we taught. And so, what I want to do is teach the new generation, but also practice it so they can see it in real time. Because yeah. we look cool, bro. You got to know it's young men that look up to you because they're like, "Yo, they look cool." And so that cool factor matters, right? Because we remember brothers who looked cool growing up that was mentors, and we remember brothers that look lame, and we like, I don't want to be yeah. like the lame looking ones. You feel me? <laughs> so we make like being married cool and make um being faithful cool and show that and show what we do on a regular basis not like okay like i'm just like for the picture i'm a married man and i'm faithful but you don't see what i'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis like brothers need to see that young boys need to see that and uh to kind of jump back jump on a couple points that you said um i think it's very 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 um important to note that <sighs> I, I'm glad when you sent the topic, you said while single and uh, when single and while dating, because here's the thing. Sometimes we cut off new access when we start dating. We just don't cut off the old access. So now here we are. We have friends, confidants, um, friends with benefits, exes and all these different people that now come and have that, like you said before, that access to be able to text us to be able to like our pictures. And you got to think that liking of your pictures seems harmless, right? Until you you see that when they like it, you get a thought of them. Dopamine hit. Let's say you were having sex with this person. They like your picture. You see that like, and now your mind may go back to a sexual encounter you may have had with them. Or it may go back to reminiscing about these good times. And the thing about infidelity whether it's emotional whether it's physical it all starts with a thought it's a thought that we get 
Sometimes we need to prevent those seeds from being planted in the first place. Then now you don't have to worry about how do I get these ideas out of my head? But when those thoughts, are, those seeds are constantly being thrown at you because we're not restricting that access after we get into committed relationships. Now what happens is one of them, no matter how much defense you try to get, one of them lands on the soil, you know? Yeah. And then that might be... Oh, let me just DM her, see how she doing. And then now, now you start to water those thoughts. And then that's how it slowly leads. So I think one of the points I wanted just to emphasize is, fellas, when it comes to restricting access, um, it's not just about not creating new access points with different people. It's about going back to those relationships and auditing those, uh, those relationships and saying, is the relationship we have appropriate to be bringing into? Because here's the thing. When you get into committed relationship, now you two live in the same spiritual house. The demons you and you give access to your house is now given access to her house. Y'all live together in the same spiritual house. So it's important for us to be considerate of our partner as well. We may be like, OK, I feel like it's OK for me to continue this relationship because you know what? I feel like nothing's going to happen. But how would your spouse feel about it? How would your companion feel about it? Because she lives in your spiritual house now as well. So those are a couple of different points. Now, uh, Brandon, can I let me address the question I asked the ladies real quick and then we'll get back to you. Um, and if you want to rush, let me know. Like, you know, I get talkative. So, OK. Um, so a lot of people when we were talking, to, I asked the question, if you were dating a man for six months and he has not made a sexual move at you or invited you to his crib, would you think something wrong was wrong? And Brandon, we got a lot of yeses, a lot <laughs> of yeses, a lot of yeses. Now, it was a, it was a few women. It was like, nah, I wouldn't think nothing is wrong. But I, I think this question kind of and I, I want to get your opinion on it. Mm -hmm. Some of those. I don't even want to call it. Some of those traits that are men encourage men to do, right? So when when you have a man, when you were growing up, maybe men encouraged us to be more promiscuous, um, right. gave us credit for talking to I know I was in conversations with my my older male family members while they were disgustingly uh, discussing actively treating on another auntie or grandma. You know what I'm saying? And everybody involved. And it's like so normal, like, like, like it, this is, hold on, first of all, I'm talking to my brother here, but this is something I'll never say to y'all without me talking to him. So y'all just be a fly on the wall real quick. But Brandon, it, it always amazes me how normal guys can talk about cheating. What, like you can talk about cheating and it's so normal. And my, my point in saying this is, it's because I feel like as men, we encourage the over sexualization of ourselves mm -hmm. and it is not just from men though because a woman a woman sometimes a woman doesn't want to like she's like okay i want to wait six months and she'll tell her brother like i want to mm -hmm. wait six months before having sex but let four months go by he ain't tried she may be thinking that he's not attracted to her mm -hmm. so sometimes i feel like both sex sexes are now going into this this same thing and saying okay we want our men to be go after her be aggressive make the first move but yet and still sometimes i feel like this is perpetuating some things that as men we need to get back on back under control so my question to you is 
We got to get rid of. <laughs> is there a realistic path? Realistic path. Like, how can we do it? Like, a realistic path that that men can be like, you know what? I think I need to have her wait 90 days. Like, she needs to wait six months. Like, is there a way that we can do that and still keep a woman's attention as well? Uh, I, I believe so, man. I think that, you know, I think that what's important is that I want to address something real quick. You just said a second ago. I think when women mm -hmm. say things like, hey, I want them to have made a move on me in a certain amount of time, I don't think they know what they're asking for. Yeah. But they don't know what the what demons may come with that. Right. Um, um, you spoke to in another podcast, you spoke to like you being um, exposed to pornography at an early age. I was, yeah. too. I might have been like 12 or 13. I'm not ready for that as a young boy, but that shaped how I saw women. That shaped an idea of me lusting after women and normalizing that. So when I saw, uh, by the time I get to my 20s and I see a naked body, it's no big deal to me, but it should have yeah. been one. You know what I'm saying? So that it's like, um, this is sacred, this is precious, right? So if I, if I see bodies that way, I don't see my body that way, which is why I was convinced to, you know what I'm saying, do it. But anyhow, to answer your question though, I think that, honestly, man, I'm gonna tell my son, like when he grows up, I'm gonna tell him like, don't, don't have sex until you're married. And I know it's going to sound so far-fetched. I'm just going to be like, man, and if, and if you happen to get to that point, then we'll have a conversation about it. What I think helps, though, um, I will tell them that there are going to be some women who may not be interested in that because they've been exposed to it. And they're like, I ain't used to that. I at least got to have a man. You know what I'm saying? It got to be a year in. We're going to have to do something. And it's like, yeah. like because that's precious and it's, it's not supposed to be given or shared with multiple people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just not. And you're exchanging too many things that you're not aware of and that you're not ready for. Um, just like how like a lot of artists sign contracts and they don't know that it's a clause that's signing the way they publish it in their royalties. You feel me? That's what we end up doing at a young age, bro. We sign away the royalties to all of these different um, entanglements and, and different spirits on our bodies, and but it's normalized. And they say the devil's in the details. You feel me? So it's like it's always the the not that bad, but um, it's. I think that I think saving maybe maybe giving into still touching. And you know what I'm saying, yeah. and, and stuff like that, because human touch is that 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 can be healing. You feel me? But yeah. um, like I say, that that's what I'm gonna encourage my son to, and that's what I'm gonna tell young men to do. Like even if you've done it already, then like start a new path with it. But I think that yeah. that's a solution only because like, and I didn't take that path, and I wasn't trying to hear that when I was younger either, right? But the reason why I'm here now is because I have so much unpacking to do that I've done and still have to do that I know came from that, that I know came from primary school, and it came from giving people access to me sexually. And so it's like I don't want that for my son. I don't. I don't want none of that. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I think that it that it it starts with that. And I think that of course during the process he's gonna lose women. Excuse me, women that he liked or that he he was really. I really liked her, but she was. You know, she didn't want to be with me because she thought that I was weird because I wanted to save myself to marriage. You know what I'm saying? I can yeah. probably count on one hand how many brothers I know that still did it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they were of course like. Uh, church musicians, you know what I'm saying, and so, yeah. um, <laughs> and I can tell, like, I can tell that that certain things are foreign to them because when we breach certain topics, they don't share or they're timid about it, and there's still an innocence there. And I admire that. I ain't gonna front. I admire that, bro. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't like, uh, I don't like who I am during weak moments because of what I was exposed to or what I exposed myself willingly to. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that, and so I'm changing and and. 
therapy, you know what I'm saying, is just the start of it, but you got to do the work. And so this prevents you having to do more work in the future. And so I yeah. think that the time that, you know what I'm saying, to, to stop. And I want to uh, compliment and, and just applaud any sisters who like maybe felt bad about waiting or felt like they were out of, you know, not cool or just, you know what I'm saying, like outcasted for waiting. I'm sorry for brothers that le- that left you because you ain't want to give it up. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry on, on, for them because they, they were just doing, you know, operating with, with this false sense of reality, um, with this crooked sense of reality, if you will, because of what you're used to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, it's, you know, it's the thing about that, though, it's getting harder now. Let me tell you why. Um, one of the biggest access points we have is now to strangers. Um, and it's it's and they're entering through our eyes. Think about it. I mean, OK, let's say you you avoid pornography. Right. But then you you download TikTok and all you see is. Bust it, bust it. Uh, it's a little busted challenge. Now, let me tell you something, Brandon. I'll be honest with y'all. Uh, now it, it wasn't my fault, it was just everywhere, and it's like now it's a burlesque challenge. Now it's and so it 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 becomes hard. So I think for men, um, and we're specifically talking about men, and these things can be applicable to women as well. But with men, we have to be intentional, and I think it's it's about being intentional with the denying of our act uh, our access point. Because it's not a passive action. It is a thing that you have to actively um, go out of your way every day to say, how can I deny access? How can I not click on this TikTok video so TikTok don't show me more of these? How can I do this and do that? And those are the ways that we can restrict access even to people that we don't know. Because like I said, that is the, like, I'm glad you brought up pornography. That's just one of those biggest things, like those things that keep those those sexual desires going and then think about it now like, you with one you with one girl and you used to like like on the screen not in real well sometimes in real life but on the screen you used to in a 30 minute segment being able to go from seeing 20 women you know scrolling down your little you know porn site feed engage in sexual activity and now your brain is so wired to have all these different stimulations that sometimes one woman no matter how great she is can't really it's hard to have mm-hmm. her compete with all those those ghosts that you're dealing with so i just right. encourage men to to really be more to but it's something that we have to start early um and it's let me tell you why it's difficult not impossible it's difficult i remember the pressure i was one of the last people out of my friends group to have sex um, and I remember being so pressured that I lied about it. You know what I'm saying? Like I would lie, like, like, yeah, I had sex, yeah, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's it it is so even if okay, like my mom, you know, she grew up Jehovah's Witness, so we weren't supposed to be having sex. And so all the people that I cared about that were close to me was under they knew that you know we were all on the same page of trying to have sex until mm-hmm. marriage but even the people that i would go to it, they were called the kingdom hall boy we were still you feel me like it's just i think what happens is this um i heard a statement before it was somebody that said youth is wasted on their young it's mm-hmm. like 
if you could have your 30 year old mind in your 18 or 25 year old body man you would make so many different decisions but it's like when you go back and you're 18 and you're 19 and you're 20 and you think that you're unbreakable you think that nothing can touch you mm -hmm. you think that it won't happen to you now you're having those children out of wedlock now you're getting those stds now you're creating like you discussed those soul ties now you are getting your heart broken getting in relationships you never should have been in because you were having sex Come and on. then now all that trauma when you get 30 and ready to settle down is still there and you know why it's harder for brothers a lot of times is because just as you said we're not talking to anybody about it Mm -hmm. so all that hurt those pain those relationships those times like a lot of women would tell me they would be like ace how come guys don't feel bad how come they don't feel how come they're not hurt after relationships let me tell you this <laughs> they are mm -hmm. but the thing oh, is oh, yeah. they, they're being destructive because they keeping it on the inside mm -hmm. you know they'll keep it on the inside and it's it's like decaying inside so oh, um let me Hey, real quick, I want to I want to draw a parallel like yeah. something that still happens, and that is well not as much so not as much so much because of COVID, but like like <clears throat> barbershop beauty salon, right? That's mm -hmm. the village. That will always be the village because that's the place that we won't outsource. You know what I'm saying? We ain't gonna let no other folk. We'll we'll buy food from other folk, right? We'll uh, do business with other folk, but we ain't gonna let nobody else touch our hair. And so forever, the barbershop and the beauty salon is always gonna be the black village, right? That's where it resides. Now in those villages, right? Let's say in the beauty salon, a woman walk in and she's like, um, um, look, he proposed. Everyone in that beauty salon is going to cheer and scream up and down. Even if they got bad relationships, even whatever, even if they haters on the low, they're going to cheer the consensus, right? The vast majority is going to cheer for that. Now, let's say another woman walks in and she's like, yeah, girl, that was James that dropped me off. That's number six. You know what I'm saying? I'm, fucking, I'm getting money, whatever. Every woman in the shop is not going to co-sign that. Most of them going to be quiet behind their magazines. And one elder might even say like, nah, sister, that ain't right. You need to respect yourself. Now, let's say in the barbershop, right? A dude come in like, hey, man, I'm getting married next month. Oh, man, why you do that? And then also, <laughs> one of the barbers might be like, hey, man, fuck what they say. Man, that shit dope. That's what's up. Yeah. Like, I secretly praise him, but his boy's watching that. And I was a boy watching that. And it's like, okay, so if I do that, people gonna secretly praise me. And when you're young, you wanna be accepted. You feel me? I can't help not want to be accepted if I'm eight, nine, 10, 11, even 12, right? But that lasts on you, you know what I'm saying? And so uh, then another brother, you know, walks in and he's like, he's like, uh, uh, yeah, man, that's Tina. And they're like, damn. And everybody's like commenting on her body, you feel me? And like yeah. busting with their eyes at this woman that he just told them about. So he didn't even bring her in on no sacred, like, don't look at my woman type stuff. You feel me? So it's like, this is the type of uh, environment that we grow up in. And all of that adds to the desensitization of making ourselves special, making relationships special. And all of that is centered around sex and over-sexualizing um, ourselves um, and women. And so it comes to the point that when when crimes, like, 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 Everybody was once an innocent child. So the same person that's R. Kelly was the same person that was just a womanizer that chose not to be attracted to children. Yeah. You feel me? It come from the same seed. It come from that same seed of, of, uh, of perversion. Because when you think of someone being a pervert, pervert just means it's 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 twisted or it's it's wicked a certain way. It doesn't necessarily mean 
only, you know what I'm saying, like pedophilia and yeah. stuff like that. It just means that you're looking at it slanted um, in a wrong way, in, in a way other than it should be looked at. And so we get walked into that, bro, like under the guise of coolness, but also under the guise sometimes of, um, oh, this is educational. Oh, I'm showing you the porn because it's educational. It's like, no, 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 yeah. children are not ready for that, man. Little boy's not ready to see that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so um, what I think is powerful for us, bro, is that we can't passively pass legislation and be like, yeah, y'all shouldn't do that. It's like, no, we got to actively talk about it and then we got to live it. And we got to do, excuse me, we got to do the opposite things. It almost seems like women are on the same core when it comes to like praising what's healthy, right? Their actions may show differently, right? But for the most part, the forefront of black womanhood, what it is to what's cool and all that, like, like I say, in the beauty salon, the consensus is don't be on no bullshit. Is if you're doing right, I'm gonna applaud you, sister. You know what I'm saying? Even if we're staying together. And so we need to be on that same type of time, and um, it's going to be effective, man. Like it's, it's it's going to work. It's not gonna. And and here's the thing, brothers, that that's gonna see this. It's not gonna feel cool. It's not going to because. Yeah. Um. So so get that out your head. Don't think that when I do it, it's gonna give you like a sense of gratification. You ain't gonna get that gratification until the boy that you was mentoring at eight is 28 and he's like engaged to be married. Yep. That's when he's gonna be like, oh, no, no, not even that. Once he gets married and he's mentoring your cousin's son, that's when it's gonna hit you. You're gonna be like, yo, this seed I planted trickled down to my family members' offspring. And they wanna be like him and I'm glad that he looks cool enough for them to wanna be like him. And so I, um, I think it's important and like like we underestimate the uh and I don't know why we underestimate influence because we talk about how much we were influenced. So we gotta get to work and we gotta stay at work and we gotta reach out to them. And it starts with simply speaking to black boys that you see. If you see them, they're a part of your village. It's very rarely that they just flew into, you know, Dayton or flew into St. Louis or Chicago and was visiting. No, they live around here, they see you. And so it starts with having a conversation with them. And then it may be a second conversation next time you see them. That is so true. You know why that's so true? It's so true because I think about even the high school analogy. You will have, you had that brother working at, um, you know, working, you know, working a not so great job at an age, you know, he in the 30s, 40s age, working a, working a job that a, that a 15 year old also do. And he'll look at you and he'll be like, pay attention in school. You know, do your schoolwork. Trust me, you're going to thank me later. Your life will be better later. Right now, I know it's co- you think it's cool to skip class and, and, and not focus and, and be a class clown, but this is where you end up. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you know, you know how many men get to their 30s and their 40s and they're lonely and empty? Yep. They have seven kids that now they ain't taking care of. The kids don't like them. They ain't been in their life. And it, it it's that same concept that we need to have with our, our children and these, when especially the boys when they're going into adolescence. Like, listen, I know you think having sex with every woman you meet right now is cool. Mm-hmm. I know you think it ain't going to have an effect on you. But, but then you have the brothers with positive experiences like, but look, 
Look, I did this, I did this, and look at my life. Look how happy I am. Look at the, the wife I have, the children I have. I'm involved in my family. Then you should have brothers that can tell the opposite stories. But here's the let me tell you the funny part about it. Boy, you have brothers at 35 without no connection, no nothing, still acting like that's the stuff. Like, hold on, you 45, man. You ain't got nobody you can trust. You ain't got nobody you can depend on. If you lose your faculties right now, you ain't got nobody that's going to be in the hospital with you, holding you down and making sure the nurse is giving you medicine. And you call that living the life just because you are having empty sex every once in a while. Like, so I think we really need to make it to where our adolescent boys see the, 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 the ingo and then really make, like you said, make it a cool thing. Like make it a cool thing for them to understand that. And I feel like, Women will be more satisfied with with us making that choice, and we'll will be more satisfied with the women that are satisfied with us. Because I'll tell you this, and I don't want to get too talkative, man. Sometimes when you when you are used to having so many options, like you go to buffets all the time, right? You know, it's a person that a I don't know if y'all had like a Golden Corral, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know what a Golden Corral is. It's yep. a person that'll pick going to a golden corral over like a fancy <laughs> high steakhouse, right? Because yeah. they like, man, this golden corral, I could get, I could get, I could eat about twenty different things at this golden corral. You feel me? Yeah. Because they're so used to having options that they don't care about quality. Mm. And when you get a a quality meal, yeah, you don't got thirty things on your plate, but you got three well put together dishes you got quality taste no preservatives all natural vegan gluten-free good for you and it's like when you haven't trained your brain the right way you will convince yourself that going to golden corral beats going to this fancy steakhouse because you get more there (laughs) and it's cheaper and it's cheaper and really the cost the cost that we spend man it, it it's, it's, it's different. It's not monetary. It's like it's time. It's, yeah. it's quality. And so the thing is, also, what I want to uh, say is like there are sisters who who have experienced brothers who have saved themselves and were patient. With yeah. them. And um, they found out later on, yo, it's stuff that I like, bro, think about all the stuff that you discovered with like your first partner or say first two partners that you discovered yeah. about yourself, even about like your personal techniques when it came to that intimacy. It's like yeah. Once you are like, once it's, it's like there's no newness to it, and so you can get to a, a boredom uh, point or get to a point where it's like you're not energized, and so it's like that that type of stuff. Like, people don't see that in the future, that's why so many old men out here, and not even old men, just older men that's like you say, it's like in their 40s. That's like popping Niagara and stuff like that. It's because you spent yourself all the way up and you you set yourself up for failure. But like yeah. what I want to share, man, is like there's a piece I got called Dear Brother. I'm not sure if I did on the Battle of the Sexes, but I want to spit half of it. You know what I'm saying? Because I talk yeah, about like maturing. And so like I say, um, I say, Dear Brother, I love you. No extra sauce on it. No bro with it. Awkward, uncomfortable. Love, just love. No condition on it. I know you struggle with the women, homie. I do too, but damn arbitrary fishing, homie. It ain't my mission, homie, nor my hobby or my fate to keep hunting for sport where my body is debate. If I could go back, I probably would have waited. It's like I probably would be five years married to somebody now with a smaller body count. I ain't got this shit figured, homie. I'm just trying now, doing my best. 
trying not to ruin my flesh. I don't wish to slang dick no more to random chicks no more just for instant gratification that leaves post-orgasm temptation to lust. Nine months later, she making the fuss, adding the giving you permanent attitude, same face as Smokey's mama when she say make it enough. I used to feel like God when they moan daddy, but lately I'm stuck. Now I never want to be called that shit. That's some old Electra complex shit. Gender opposite of Oedipus. Dog whistle rhetoric. Don Juan pimping. I'm good on that medicine. I'm not tripping. Words mean things, so I'll talk different. Anyway, I got some more philosophies and membrane. Bro, you know how as soon as you bust and blood goes back up in brain and you no longer insane? Well, I got a theory. Hats off. Any man that cheats, too lazy to jack off. That's all. Grown nigga. Phone printer. Fact. Dog. Couple sheets in the front. You know where we at, dog. Living intact. Taking a minute to grasp other definitive facts. Dicking them down. Giving your soul. You won't be getting it back. I learned to limit my access. Like, no, you can't come to my house. I don't know where you at yet. But I'm going to call you king. Encourage you in the light. Bro, you ain't community pipe. You be a unit of life. Woo. And that's the Ooh, hey like, man, hey, why you, like, why you, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, listen. I wrote hey, that listen. Before, I in, before I got engaged, bro. When uh, when when a pandemic opened, bro, you go, you gonna be killing open. You gonna be killing the stage with that one, bro, bro. Like, hey, do you miss like real live performances, like in in person? Hey, real talk. I think you froze real quick. When you come back, let me know. All right. When you come back, let me know. Real talk. When you come back, let me know. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, yo. That was fire. <laughs> oh, Brandon, when you come back, I can see you. So signal to me when you come back and I'll bring you back on. Wow. That was crazy. That was that was crazy. All right, I got it back. All right. All we man. back. We buy. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. I'll use off about a good 30 seconds. Hey, <laughs> listen, hey, listen. Before before we even before we even go further, man, now that you did that piece, you gotta let them know about about your book, bro. Man, all right. You gotta so, let them know. so listen, man, the, the Black Love Mixtape is um is a collection of uh short stories, poems, and raps dedicated to uplifting the black woman. Um flip it open real quick. So the pages are black for white ink. On every page, there's a QR code. If you scan that QR code, you open up the camera and scan it, it goes to a private playlist of that artist spitting that piece. So it's an audio book built into the physical book. Ace Metaphor in the book, J.I.V. in the book, Big Boy from Outcast in the book, Malcolm Jamal Warner in the book, The Cop from Chicago, P.D. Lawrence Hawkins, that's my brother, he in the book. Um, the book is off the chain. And so um, you can get it by texting Red book, here we go. I'm gonna put it in the chat. You're gonna text red book hashtag red book to 404-585-7325. And you're gonna get the purchase link. It's gonna be 10 bucks off, right? Because on Amazon 35, but I'm gonna give it to y'all for 25. You feel me? So it's called uh, boom. Let me make sure I put this in the right chat box. Um, you put it in the chat box, I'll, uh, I'll pin it. And boom. Did I do it or Oh, is the chat at the top of the box? Mm, okay. Click uh click private chat on your side and maybe copy and paste it. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Okay, okay, okay. In the comments part, yeah. So you text Red Book to that, and I'm sending out a link for that, and it's gonna come with a special uh uh bookmark that says everything I just said, you know. And really, man, the book, man, it's it's healing. Like like I've had a lot of people hit me up being like, yo, like I I listened to this book and like. Right, you know what I'm saying? Just to hear, cause not often, man. We 
get uh, you don't get often art of brothers just simply uplifting sisters just because you know not this conditional I love you because you ain't kicked me out you know I love you because this I love you because that it's just I love you and so um or created that book being an intentional man and really it's like a date night it's several date nights because I always tell people for maximum um experience read a piece silently then you read it aloud and then play the audio and it gives it three different experiences because once you play the audio you may find out oh this is spoken word piece or oh this is an R&B song oh wow I didn't know it was I was just reading the lyrics or like one of my homeboys um I got God bless out you know what I'm saying? But he sent the audio of like him spitting on the phone. He did a poem for his daughter. And so the audio for his piece is him spitting through the phone on the call from jail. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, it's a really ill book, man. So thank you for being a part of it too, man. Because, uh, man, I, anytime. I, I go super, super duper far. Also, man, if you ever seen MTV News, the brother Doma T. Pongo, he from Chicago. Mm -hmm. He used to rock with Authentic. They went to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's yeah, so he's in the book, and you know he's like a he's a superman. You know what I'm saying? And so, but yeah, man, that joint. Um, and I got these shirts on the website too, man. Happily ever during. It's just a reminder to yourself, like don't wait till later. You know what I'm saying? To claim your happiness, you gotta claim that. Like, oh, that's hey. me. That's mine right now, not after. Because that's what the fairy tales are told girls all their life. You know what I'm saying? Happily ever after. Right. How we need during. So listen, I want everybody, everybody. Um, to screenshot screenshot right now because i know y'all memories you know <laughs> screenshot so if you screenshot this you will not not have the number all right so i know y'all like where my pen at where my pen the screenshot <laughs> hit the screenshot on your phone real quick and then you can save this so you can make sure you text red book all right to 404-585-7325 now listen um I, I, I want to keep bringing guests on on this podcast. So when we bring guests to show you guys that you actually appreciate it, make sure you support our guest. Um, make sure you support their merch. And listen, I personally, I have the book. Like, hey, he hit me up like, hey, don't you don't you got a book? Um, you know, mine is that you know that crib with the wife and the kids. You know, you got the book real. I have it. Like, it's not like so. If I have it, I can vouch and say, this is a good book. You know, it's not many times that I'm going to have somebody's product that I'm telling you to, to support. I actually own this one. So it's a really, and really good book. Doing it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so make sure y'all supporting um, Brandon Alexander Williams. I appreciate and thank you so much for joining this podcast. Um, you did your thing, man. We got we to gotta do these more often, man. Because honestly... It is, we need to normalize, like you said, these conversations between men and showing a, a different side of it. Because here's the thing, yo, you're a married man. You know what I'm saying? And I really do feel like that getting that perspective from a married man, especially if, if me, me being unmarried right now, man, it helps me. So for brothers that strive to be married and, and, and to know want to know, okay, what's sort of like the mindset I need to have? What's some things that I need to improve on and change so I can be ready for that? Man, this is this will help out. This conversation will help out. So I appreciate you a lot. Man, and thank you, bro. Two things. So two things I want to say, right? Like things that you can um for sure, like I guess to prepare for. And I want to say this for like any brother, like period. So like one thing, I mean, and sisters can take this as well. 
one thing that I, I would encourage anybody to do, right, when it comes to um, just building a relationship and keeping it strong, oftentimes people say, well, y'all didn't communicate. Your communication was off. You didn't communicate. You know, we hear that trillions of times, right? I want to introduce a new word. Bro, in your relationship, over-communicate. Yeah. Over-communicate. When it's a voice in your head like, oh, I already know this means that. If you make the move, no. Let that voice speak and ask. If you aren't 99.9%, no, forget it. If you ain't 110% sure that she means what this actually means, ask. Overspeak. And she may be impatient because people are like, man, I just told you. How come you I just want you to get me? No. No. You got to work on your patience. Because if I'm overcommunicating, it can only be good. Only good yeah. can come from that. You know what I'm saying? And it will come from that. And so overcommunicating is like, well, I said this thing and I thought it was offensive and you, your face frowned up. So I thought you was upset. And you don't know that she wasn't upset because you didn't overcommunicate. Yeah. Acted off of her thinking she's upset now. You avoided her and she got avoidance energy from you. And she's like, why is he treating me like this? And it isn't until you have a blow up and you talk about the trail of it. You're like, Oh, wasn't nothing even there. And it's like, yeah. you, you cancel that out by over-communicating. So that's what I would say to some married folks right now because everybody need help. We all human beings. So I say, in a relationship, in order to make your relationship work, over-communicate. And so when you ask for that, you have to give the same amount of grace and the same amount of patience for, like, they're going to ask you a question over and over again. They're going to be like, all right, look, you know, for, for a facetious example, look, I know you see right here on the screen the number says 445-8-7-3-2-5, but is it like a is it like a four, then a zero, then a four? And it's like, yes, it is. You can't be like, I just don't. And you got to be like, no, yes, it is. It's a four, then a zero, then a, you got the four, yep, then a period, then a five, then an eight. You got to be like that, like children, right? You're nice to children when they ask you things over and over and over again. And so we got to get out of that uh, habit. Of, um, um, and really, that's a, that's a type of PTSD too, right? Your parent told you, don't ask me no questions. Ask me. And so you, got, you, you couldn't wait till you got older to tell your child to do that or tell somebody else to quit asking. I just want you to know. He just gets me. No, he's going to get you because you're over communicating. And he's yep. over communicating. So that's what I'm going to say, bro. Like, over, over communicate. And what that does is it operates differently in the brain. Because when I heard that phrase, you heard communication all the time. If I communicate, right? If I, my version, you got a different version. She do. My wife got a different one, right? So it's like when you say, hey, communicate how you feel. If I say, I ain't like that. That's just one statement. I don't know. You don't know how much I like it. You don't know what it triggers me back to, right? But when I over communicate, I fill in all them blanks so that you fully know. And guess what? The person still might make a mistake. And then it shows grace when you can forgive them. You know what I'm saying? And then it's yeah. like, then you guys are growing. You know what it does? It creates a whole new level of intimacy that you never knew existed. And also, brother, I want to thank you publicly because me and my wife pull out two cards at random every night and read them to each other before we go to bed. I appreciate it, man. From the Let's Talk card game, bro. Over communication, man. Yep. Yes, sir. <laughs> man. Because, hey, we gonna, we going to do this again. For sure, man. For sure. Can I can I give them a, a, a one on the end? Go ahead, man. Yeah, let's, let's get it. The other part of dear brother, right? This is why I talk about like talking to the boys. You know what I'm saying? Like when you see them. So like, <clears throat> I say, uh, hold your brothers accountable. Um, I heard my partner say, I ain't gonna let my daughter date until she's 18. 
I guess he thought it's safe to talk to automate the way she talk and conversate, how she ought to kind of all the way be under his rule with a hundred rules. I say, you scared? He said, yeah, Joe, you know how he lives, trying to take down everything. We ain't show them love. When parents came around, we knew not to act dumb. And when it got born, we dipped right after that nub. I say, what, your daughter too good for that? He like, watch your mouth. I say, bro, what you gonna do when she start to like them now? Break his jaw if he disrespect her. Catch a case. Now she vulnerable again because you the only one to just protect her. He said, I'm reluctant because I don't know them boys. When we was young, we didn't respect old men talking that noise. I say, no, nah, we did respect old men that showed us poise and approached with love abundantly and didn't talk like we were under him. Damn right, they don't respect you. You just stepped through, moved in the neighborhood. They already in. All to begin. Fine wife, tall picket fence, walking your small dog in the park up in a gaudy sedan. You can't walk in auntie house unannounced without your shoes off and be antisocial and ask us why our moves off. You better introduce y'all. That's rude, brother. You better introduce y'all and see, bro, help raise the boys on the block. So you ain't scared to let your daughters date the boys on the block. She'll be in the safe space made by the boys on the block from the code of honor that you gave the boys on the block. I say help raise the boys on the block. So you ain't scared to let your daughters date the boys on the block. She'll be in a safe space made by the boys on the block from the code of honor that you gave the boys on the block. Shit. Create a father's union. With the elder, I'm doing that right now. Create a father's union where the elders can meet, share and compare wisdom, be hella discreet, and be there for the heirs neglected by the kings that chose to leave or get captured by the slave catchers for nonviolent crimes and rave gestures to wreck the place they grew on with gave lectures by big homies that sprayed hecklers but still preach to be way better. So be way better. Hold your brothers accountable. Hey Amen. Listen. Listen. Hey man, you gotta stop with those that 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 hot fire bars with messages in it, man. Hey yo, that make it cool. That line about what, what was it about the boys on the block? Can <laughs> you repeat raise, that one? I'm gonna type it so you could copy and paste. I say help raise yeah. the boys on the block, so you ain't scared to let your daughters date the boys on the block. She'll right. be in a safe space made by the boys on the block from the code of honor that you gave the boys on the block. Like, like, bro, like when I wrote this piece, one of my boys, one of my close friends just casually was like, yeah, man, my daughter can't date till she 18. And I knew why he said it, because we commonly say stuff like that. But I was thinking, like, do you know what you're saying? And I'm like, bro, like you're saying that, like, by the time your baby girl is 18 or whatever, old enough to date, that in that many amount of years, you wouldn't have done enough work in the community to change it? You assume the boys are going to be like you were? No, do something about it. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, and also, peep this. So it, this is what happens. Instead of your daughter coming home one day, uh, you know, God forbid, daddy, such and such treated me like this. And now you're like, oh, let me go get my strap, right? But then you, you didn't call the case because you didn't came out with your dad. You feel me? But now you can't keep doing that because eventually you're going to catch a case. And when you do, your daughter's back vulnerable again. But check this out. Instead of this happened to me, it becomes dad. Something almost happened to me at the school, but James and them jumped on Tony and them jumped on the boy. And then what you do, bro? This is what you do. You'd be like, man, bring bring James and them to the crib. I'm gonna cook them a meal and chop it up with them. But here's yeah. the here's the kicker, bro. Bring the boy too. Yeah. Bring the boy too. We don't throw him away. We finna get him together. We gonna lump him up. Then we gonna lick his wounds and be like, this is why you don't do that. Because he just yep. We don't throw him away. 
we don't throw him away. We gonna bring him in and, and now you got village. The village is protected by the boys on the block. Hey, yo, hey, let me say this. That what you just described, yo, like it literally got me a little, little emotional because it's like, that's what needs to happen. Like we really need to be active in our communities to, to help raise our men, you know, mm -hmm. make it, make it a space where we can educate and we can help rear. Like you said, it takes a village and yeah. we all have to be actively involved because I guarantee you, if we do a better job collectively as men, as men instill instill helping instill values and giving positive role models, man, we can change so much, especially with our community. You know what I mean? Like, be, like what as this conversation, I'm like, yo, this is a conversation that every high school ninth grade boys class need to listen to. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because this these are the conversations. Like, think about the other influences that they're getting, but they're not getting this enough. And we you gotta know? be visible. And that's a call to action for us, bro. We gotta be visible. Yep. We gotta be visible. Yep. We gotta be everywhere that they see the ain't shit niggas at. Where yep. they see the, the 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 drug dealers and, and all of that. We gotta be there, like 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 Jesus was with the people, bro. He was with the people. He wasn't just like I'm just gonna stay in the church and preach, and then that's it. Like we gonna yeah. fish from here. It's like no, nah, like we gotta go out. We gotta be fishers of men, bro. We gotta go out and get. And so it's like, uh, um, but but when I speak to the point in the piece about like you moving into a new place. A new uh, neighborhood, and it's like these boys see you, and they're like, "Oh, look at this man! He look cool as a motherfucker. Yo, look at his wife. Dang, she beautiful. Look at his children. Look at his car. Oh, that's dope!" And then they see you, and it's on, and then you on some Stanley type shit. They stay off my lawn. Yeah. Or when something happened to your car, oh, you friendly now? Hey, did y'all see what happened? And look, and they over there like, "Nope, nope, yeah. no." <laughs> What you gonna do? It's more of us than you. And then don't let look, don't let your little girl grow up. And now she, oh, you got a your daughter fine too. Oh man. Oh yeah, I'm finna date her. I'm finna what did uh, Michael Scott say on the office? I'm finna date her even harder. <laughs> but like always be on that. Like I'm hurt, black man, because you came, bro. How dare you come in my neighborhood looking cool and having all this that I want when I get older and don't give me access to you? Yeah. How dare you? I'm finna smash on you now. Like, yeah, I'm finna, I'm finna be all up on your lawn and everything. Cause you ain't finna do nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. But when you extend that olive branch, now it's like, hey, hey, that's Tony's daughter. No, she off limits. Yeah. Around here. But but here's my thing. It's, let's spread it to the village. Let's not just have privilege to Tony's daughter. How about all the daughters in the community? But we get that by start in that example by extending that olive branch but come here man let me show you something let me show you my books dang what how you do that because you know bro once you hit that cool factor they want to hear any bro there was a protocol when when caleb and Panam first brought me to chicago public schools they say listen you got to come in there with some fresh kicks on and when kariga bailey brought me to uh yeah. uh brought me to dc i'm like listen Kids are sneakerheads like that. That Wale, that Wale stuff he be, he be rapping about like it's for real. And I remember being there. Everybody got uniforms on. Everybody got exclusive kicks I've ever seen before. He like, bro, when you come in here, come in with some fresh shoes. They gonna listen to you just because they're like, dang, he got on Jordans, and they'll compliment you too. It's like, hey, you ain't listen to nothing. I'm listening to everything you say, bro. Cause you look cool, bro. You came to my yes, school. What's his name? The Ace Ace what metaphor? I don't know, but I don't know. But his kicks was fire, so I'm gonna listen. 
because I might know how to get some kicks. But we're going to tell them way more than that, though. You feel me? Or, you know, being able to rhyme, that's a superpower. You come in, show your superpower, they like, black man, teach me whatever you want. <laughs> you can teach me how to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be a plumber or whatever, but I'm listening to you because you're cool, bro. Because you look cool, and you just showed me a superpower. You got superpowers, bro. And so we got to go out there and reach to you. And then they're going to be like, I want to be like Buddy. I want to be like dude that I see every day that gave me access to him. Because he going to tell me how to get to it. And so my gratitude is when I see his daughter, I go do number treated with respect. I go do number but adventure because he going to support me. He gonna show up and if I can, if I you know what I'm saying get locked up so I'll come you wouldn't build no I know you would you wouldn't build no homie out that just like caught somebody like running up on your daughter so he like elbowed him <laughs> and he, he him in the house, he's like you just saw him elbowing you like man I'm gonna pay his bail what and give him a, an yeah and pick him up and pick him up hook him up with my lawyer too like we we it's good and then he gonna go and tell everybody yo man bro I did some righteous and got a Got a reward, a big one. You know what I'm saying? And you give it, like I say, you give him that. Let me cook you a meal. That's love, bro. That's super love. And I remember the cat once again, bro. You remember, you remember cats in your neighborhood who showed you human love. You never forget it. And there's other ones who didn't show you love on a regular basis. And you wouldn't piss on them if they was on fire, probably. It's teachers who treated you, who targeted you, who treated you a certain way, and you was just being a kid. And it's like, you didn't have no heart. You didn't have no compassion. I ain't got no love for you. You know what I'm saying? And we spoke, and that's the real turning of the cheek for me. Because it's like, but, like I say, they, they caused that wound so early. We got to cause the opposite. We got to come out there and soothe, soothe them. You know what I'm saying? With words of encouragement and, and real practical things of, of, of how to make it and, and, and wisdom. And we can't give wisdom and step away. You know what I'm saying? And we can't, hey, you should do this. Because <laughs> they're going to be like, wait a second. What is this thing you're telling me to do? Did you do it? And what happened when you did it? Yeah. Give him a game. Man. And so, yeah, bro, you, you know we can go all night, man. But, yeah, bro, that's, hey, that's got We got to do a part two, man. We got to do a part two. Help raise so, the voice in the block, bro. Yeah, you you already know. Listen, I, I ain't got no job no more, so I'm always free. So whenever you get a free moment or whatever, just hit me up. You already know. For sure, man. I don't. Let me see. Uh, I, I just I was writing out this rhyme while we was talking. It's hard to do it at the same same time. So this is the rhyme, <laughs> so you can pin it for a couple minutes. But I just posted in the private chat. But like, that's the key, bro, and that's the key to like the future, because also, like. The youngins, I'll just say the 2000s babies, they know the internet better than we do. You feel me? They just mm -hmm. do. And so they, their experience and their story is important. And so we have to have those connections with them. We have to. And so while we have those connections, let's give them all the wisdom that we got and support them too. Because just like you know, sometimes a man's presence changes the whole dynamic of any energy the business dynamic all of that just because you're around people won't try nothing i know like and i'm not even a violent dude but my resting face i look aggressive i've seen people omit <laughs> i'm not gonna ask them. you know what i'm saying so like we need to be that we need to be present sometimes man in the, in the community growing so that's gonna help me that's gonna help create the type of men that we aspire to be now but they gonna do it early yeah 
you know, once it becomes a gang of men doing right or boys doing right, other boys gonna wanna be. I wanna be down with them. I wanna be down with them. They got superpowers <laughs> and they got strength <laughs> numbers. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, bro. Get that red book. You just went off school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, okay. My, my battery be dying. So I'm uh <laughs> yeah, it got an hour battery life. But look, I appreciate you. And let's uh link up again, man. I appreciate you. For Make sure. sure y'all go get his book too. Mm-hmm. Text red book yeah, text to four zero four five eight five three. I mean seven three two five. Yep, and I'm getting a text, so y'all got the correct number if you know what I'm saying if you did that. But also <laughs> if uh once again if, if you no, just text that so you can get the discount. We ain't going to tell you where else to get it at. Uh, but also, right. like I said, my IG is Brandon Alexander Williams. And Ace, man, we're going we gonna to be in tune, man. I'm going uh, to be in tune with you, and I'm going to give you some wisdom, a game that I got. You know what I'm saying? Some off-air game. All right, you already know. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, man, peace. Love you, brother. All right, love y'all.